Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and Horror. Taking a short break from our exploration of the Land of the Mists, today we will cover the domain of Barovia and Count Strad von Zarevich as featured in the Curse of Strad adventure and the Von Richten's Guide to Ravenloft and discuss some ideas on how to adapt the Curse of Strad adventure to the classic Ravenloft setting. Before we start, I would like to celebrate our 100th video with you. 200 if we consider that each video has an English and, and Portuguese version. Over three and a half years, we have been exploring the mists and venturing into the domains of dread. In this period, many have joined me in these explorations, and if I can't say that this is a big YouTube channel in terms of views, I can at least say that it's the biggest entirely dedicated to Ravenloft. Thank you all for listening and for keeping the setting alive, despite all the changes and divisions in recent years. Although the videos of the channel are monetized with ads, the best reward I have received for this project is the contact I had with other fans of Ravenloft, RPG and horror all around the world some of whom I had the honor of collaborating on projects, such as my colleagues at the Black Feather. I wish I could post videos more often, but this channel is the work of a single scholar of the mists, and sometimes life outside the demiplane of dread takes up more of my time than I would like to. I hope this video can make up for any delays and mark our temporary return for the first domain of dread, Barovia and its infamous Dark Lord, Count Strad von Zarovich. In this video, I will detail Barovia and Strad, as presented in the 5th edition, and comment on the main changes made to Barovia from the classic setting. If you want to delve deeper in the classic lore, I recommend that you watch the complete series of videos about Barovia, Strad, Inahira, Duke Gundar, and the many incarnations of Tatiana. And if you had done so already, it will help you to better compare with the new domain proposal. I'll leave the link of the playlist and videos in the video description. For this video, when I refer to the classic setting of Ravenloft, I will be referring to all products since the i6 Ravenloft module in 1983 until the last product published by Artaus in 2005 for the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons that encompasses a single continuity in the lore and timeline of the setting. What I refer to as the new Ravenloft, I will consider the remake the setting has undertaken in the fifth edition of D&D, on the Curse of Strad adventure, the Van Richten Guide to Ravenloft, and the Mist Hunter adventure series in the DM's Guild. Are you ready? So fill your flask with holy water and sharpen your stakes, and let's enter the gates of Barovia to discover how these lands were changed by the dark powers of the 5th edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Power of Barovia is a Ravenloft domain that explored the theme of gothic horror and was originally created for the i6 adventure Ravenloft 
1983. The domain that precedes the campaign setting is inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula, with the vampire Count Strad von Zarovich being a reimagining of the character Dracula for the Dungeons and Dragons universe, and the lands of Barovia, inspired by a version of medieval Wallachia and Transylvania under the grip of supernatural horrors and the creatures of the night. Barovia is the most detailed domain of the Ravenloft setting for 5th edition of D&D, due to the Curse of Strahd adventure, which adapts the original 1983 adventure I-6 Ravenloft and expands on the locations and characters originally featured in that adventure. In these mountains and forests, inspired by Eastern European landscapes, all kinds of gothic horror creatures can be found. The domain of the Vampire Count is surrounded by mists, where the population lives in fear inside their farms, towns and cities, fearing the undead, werewolves, witches and ghosts that haunt these lands. In the mountains surrounding the village of Barovia, the imposing castle Ravenloft looms like a dark presence. Inside dwells Count Strad von Zarovich, once a legendary hero and conqueror, who is now a creature of the night, a cursed vampire, tormented by the constant reincarnations of his desired Tatiana. Barovia is the perfect setting for D&D adventures that explore a classic gothic horror setting. The domain builds on common gothic horror tropes, and just like a classic Universal or Hammer film, it makes it easy for DM and players to immediately recognize and immerse themselves in this setting. Although the essence of the domain is retained, Barovia and Count Strad von Zarovich underwent major changes to their history and description in products released for the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Curse of Strad, the first product to reference the Ravenloft setting for the current edition, disregarded the previous lore when describing the lands of Barovia and its characters, and presented a timeline inconsistent with those previously released. This would be the first signs that the setting would undergo a remake, which was later confirmed in Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. In this new Ravenloft book, in addition to the remake of the entire setting, with the domains becoming isolated and treated as a nightmare reality, some new plots and narrative lines were presented for Strad von Zarovich. In Curse of Strad, the book mentions that the events of the adventure are happening in 735 of the Barovian calendar, in a period before the events of the Grand Conjunction. Later, in Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, it is suggested that there is no longer a calendar or a timeline for the domains, and that reality follows a cyclical nightmare nature. The main purpose of the Curse of Strad adventure and the domain of Barovia continues to be the confrontation against the vampire Count and his servants, and Strad's eternal search for reincarnations of Tatiana, his brother's bride for whom he harbors an unhealthy obsession. Over the centuries, Tatiana's soul, 
continue to reincarnate in Barovia, but she always ends up escaping Strahd's grasp. In the classical setting, Tatiana's soul always returned as a woman, her last incarnation, born in 718 BC, was Tarakoliana, a young woman who had been taken out of Barovia by her parents and had become an anchorite of the Church of Ezra. In the Curse of Strahd adventure, Tatiana's current incarnation is Irina Koliana, the same character and reincarnation that was used in the original I-6 Ravenloft adventure. There is, however, a conflict in the timeline, as in the classic setting, Irina Koliana and the attempt to save her by a group of adventurers occurred in 528 of the Barovian calendar, more than 200 years before the date reported in Curse of Strahd. In Von Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, it is even suggested that Tatiana's soul can reincarnate in any race or gender, with a few suggestions in the tables that her soul could return on a male dragonborn, or even on the vampire Lisa von Zarovich, a noble woman who is related to Strad and with her own evil plans. The Barovia of the 5th edition undergoes significant changes to some of its characteristics. One of the most striking changes is the fact that all of Barovia now remains constantly cloudy and that even during the day, sunlight does not reach the soil of these lands. The climate is maintained by this way by the will of the Dark Powers, which allows the vampires to walk the lands even during the day. In the classic setting, although some passages in the books suggested that the climate of a certain areas could react to Strahd's temper, Barovia had a normal cycle of climate and light changes between day and night, with sunlight still a limitation for the vampires. The history of Barovia and the Zarovich family has also been changed. In the Curse of Strahd adventure, the Count is a conqueror, who attacked and decimated his family's enemies after the death of his father, King Barov. Taken by the beauty of the conquered lands, he renamed the lands Barovia and decided to establish his rule there. In the classic Ravenloft setting, the lands of Barovia have been reconquered by Strahd, who reclaimed his family's ancestral land. The Zarovits have an older and deeper connection to these lands, but they were forced into exile on Borka by the invasion of the Turks, who conquered and colonized their realm. The young leader, Strad, became a general in the Barovian armies and devoted 30 years of his life to war, to reclaim his family lands. He finally managed to reconquer Barovia, after great personal sacrifices and the celebration of an unholy pact with the Arkanalov in Ahira to reverse the course of the war. Another change in the 5th edition Barovia interferes with the very essence of its inhabitants as the Curse of Strahd adventure states that only one in ten natives of Barovia have a soul and the others are just husks that survive without a purpose repeating their empty routines every day.
I'll talk the possibility of imprisonment of souls of the dead in the mists and an eternal cycle of reincarnations were suggested in the classic Ravenloft setting. At no time did the classic setting establish that the domain's inhabitants were soulless husks. In my opinion, although this existence of soulless inhabitants may seem frightening at first and contribute to the nightmare reality proposed in 5th edition, this alteration has the potential in the long term to diminish the importance of the characters' actions in the world, as it makes the lives and struggles of ordinary people oppressed by the horror of Count Strahd irrelevant. The relationship of Strahd and its subjects is also significantly altered. In the Curse of Strahd adventure, everyone fears the Count and openly knows he is a vampire, having learned to live with fear. In the classic setting, Strahd maintains the facade of being a human and a reclusive noble, and from time to time announces that there has been a succession to the throne. All rulers of Barovia assume the name of Count Strahd von Zarovich when they assume the office, in honor of the great hero who reconquered these lands. The people still fear him, and some may suspect the truth but they would never say such claims openly, fearing the repercussions of offending their overlord. The map of Barovia in Curse of Strahd and Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft is very close to the original map from the i6 adventure Ravenloft, but diverges in some points from the more current map of Barovia in the classic setting. The map of the classic Ravenloft covers twice as much territory representing the lands of the domain of Gundarak, annexed by Barovia after the Grand Conjunction period. The cities of Imol, near the borders with Haslan, and the Gundarakite cities of Teufeldorf and Zaldenburg were excluded from the domain maps for the 5th edition. Castle Ravenloft is the seat of Count Strahd von Zarovitz's power, and for the most part remains unchanged in all editions with its intricate maps and rooms. High in the mountains, surrounded by mists, it looms over the village of Barovia, a sad little community that lives under Strahd's oppression and the fear of the creatures of the night. The village of Barovia undergoes few changes between the many editions that portray the domain, mainly changing the names of the characters that inhabit it. While there is no mention of the Keepers of the Black Feather secret society in Curse of Strad, the Blood of the Vine Tavern is mentioned as a secret meeting place for this group in the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Known just as the Keeper of the Feather in the new Ravenloft, the secret society run by Were Ravens also gets a remake, expanding its influence and presence beyond the limits of Barovia. In the classic setting, this group was colored the Keepers of the Black Feather and was a secret society composed of inhabitants of Barovia who knew Strahd's true nature and secretly opposed his tyranny. On the outskirts of the village of Barovia is the Tzer camp. The site is the only known permanent Vistani camp and is located near the Tzer Falls, 
a beautiful spot at the foot of a waterfall between the mountains. The Vistani in the Curse of Strahd adventure were portrayed as spies and allies of Strahd, who received his protection in Barovia after a pact made with Madame Eva. This adventure drastically changes the past of Madame Eva, the leader of the Vistani in Barovia. The leader of the Vistani is portrayed in the Curse of Strahd adventure as a half-sister of Strahd, the result of an extramarital relationship between King Barov and a Vistani woman. This fact is unknown to the Count, and in her position as leader of the Vistani, she has made an alliance with her half-brother. Madame Eva also made a pact with Mother Knight and gained supernatural powers and means to glimpse the future, but was transformed into an old crone. In the classic setting, the Zaravan tribe has no confirmed blood ties to Count Strahd, and Madame Eva is not his sister or relative. An enigmatic figure, she has the gift of using the mists to travel through time, and led a Vistani alliance with Strahd for protection when they emerged on Barovia after traveling through the mists. Another city featured on the 5th edition maps of Barovia is the city of Valaki. Situated in the central region of Barovia, this city is not described as having an oppressive atmosphere, and its burgomaster, Vargas Valakovic, seems to believe that creating happy and festive events, no matter how forced or artificial, can be the city's salvation. Secretly, the place is full of cults and secret societies that fight for control of the city and the promotion of their hidden agendas. In the classic setting, Valaki is one of the largest cities in the domain. In a central and strategic position in the Barovian Kingdom, the city is divided between the upper city, marked by Turk architecture, which is columns, arches and domes, and the lower city, less splendid and structured. The city was a major trading center and had a sinister reputation for harboring arcane secrets and occult practitioners, mediums and mystics lurked secretly on the streets in unholy pursuits. In the Barovia of the 5th edition, Kresk is a fortified city that stands in the shadow of the Abbey of St. Markovia. Here, a deranged celestial reopened the building and began experimenting to transform people into mongrels, half-human and half-beasts. He works to create a flesh golem named Vasilka, who will serve as a future bride for Lord Strahd. In the classic setting, Kresk is a prosperous fortified city, due to its trade with the neighboring kingdom of Borka and its copper mines. The city has, as one of its outstanding features, some towers of Turg architecture, among them the minaret called the Needle of Gadar, in its main square. The city is also cited as the center of the Morning Lord's fate and is home to its greatest temple, the Sanctuary of the First Light, where the mummified hands of the Healer of the Dawn 
the first cleric of the morning law to arrive in Barovia are kept. In this place are also located a group known as the Red Vado Traders, a criminal band known for its efficiency in locating things, objects and even lost people. Led by the dangerous Jacqueline Montari, a woman cursed by the Vistani, who is capable of changing her head with that of other women. The assassin and collector of heads keep her criminal group always on the lookout for her original head, hidden somewhere in the land of the mists. It is curious to note how in Kresk's new proposal for the Curse of Strad adventure, the Abbey of St. Markovia and the Abbot, with his experiments with mongrels, are a reimagining of the dark lord Frantisek Markov of the classic Ravenloft setting. Frantisek Markov, the dark lord of the domain of Markovia, was originally an inhabitant of the domain of Barovia, where he began performing cruel and bizarre surgical experiments on the bodies of animal and people, creating creatures that were part man and part beast, just as the abbot proceeds at the abbot of St. Markovia, in an obvious reference. The abandoned city of Beres also appears in the Curse of Strad adventure, as a place taken over by a swamp and inhabited by the hag Babalizaga a figure clearly inspired by the mythical Baba Yaga, that even has a hut that moves by her will. This interesting new character introduced for this adventure was the midwife who helped bring Strad into the world and became obsessed with the child. A devotee of Mother Night, she secretly acts to defend and protect Strad. In the classic setting, Beres is mentioned in one of the novels as a small fishing village and the home of Marina, one of Tatiana's reincarnations. Strad tries to turn her into a vampire, but she is killed by her adopted father, who drives a stake through her heart. This story is mentioned and preserved in the 5th edition, which expands the narrative to say that Strad, in an act of revenge, used his powers over the land to command a river flood over the city, leaving it an uninhabited marsh afterwards. A few other locations can be found on the 5th edition maps of Barovia, which also appears to be a retelling of location and characters from the classic setting. The Tower of Van Richten, for example, is a construction that supposedly was erected by Kazan, a mage who helped in the construction of Castle Ravenloft, and decided to remain in Barovia afterwards. This mage studied arcane secrets to become a leech and confront Strad, but later decided to ally with him. He became the Count's mentor in the magical arts, until he disappeared into the Ember Temple in an attempt to become a demi-leech. Kazan's history is very similar to that of Azalin Rex in Barovia, a leech who would become the Dark Lord of Darkon and a sworn enemy of Strad. Initially allied in their attempt to escape the mists, Azalin became a mentor to Strad in the arcane arts and built a temporary residence in Barovia. 
It is strange to note why this tower was not simply called the Azalin's Tower. In an interesting reference to the past of two of the most important and well-known Dark Lords of the setting. Another location featured in the 5th edition Barovia is the Ember Temple, an ancient haven of mages that was corrupted by evil forces. This mysterious temple holds the vestiges of powerful entities, the Dark Powers, with which Strahd made a pact to become a vampire. This temple is a major departure from the classic setting proposal, which has always left the nature of the Dark Powers and the pact Strahd made as a mystery. While this temple doesn't have a direct correspondence in the classic setting, the location also seems to reference back to some events in Strahd's background, which were suppressed in the new version. In Strahd's story in the classic setting, his fight against the Turks to regain Barovia came to a defining moment, and defeat seemed imminent. He and his troop took refuge in ancient ruins, where they found a book with powerful infernal invocations, and Strahd decided to appeal to evil forces. With the use of mystical means, Strahd summoned Inahira, an Arcanolot from the Lower Plains, with whom he made a deal. In exchange for victory in battle, he would give Inahira his soul after his death. Although this part of his past added yet another layer to the sacrifices he made for victory and desperation that led him to become a vampire, this passage is suppressed in the 5th edition, and the Arcanal of Inahira is also reimagined to fit the history of Kalakari, a new domain featured in Van Richten's Guide to Rivenloft as a reimagining of Zri Haji. However, the Ember Temple could very well be inspired by these ancient ruins where Strahd found a book of infernal invocations. The adventurers even mentions how one of the creatures found in the temple is an Arcanoloth, just like the fiend in Ahira of the classic Ravenloft. Finally, the 5th edition Barovia adds some other interesting new locations, such as the Bone Grinder Mule, home to a cable of cannibalistic witches, the Yester Hill, a druidic circle devoted to Strahd, the Wizard of the Wines, a winery run by a family of were-ravens under attack by evil forces, and the ruins of Arginvos Holt, an ancient stronghold of the original population of Barovia who faced Strahd during his War of Conquest, and which housed an order of knights secretly led by a silver dragon. Argin von's Holt is another indication of changes in Barovia's history. The ruins of this construction and the order of knights indicate that the native inhabitants of Barovia were another people inspired by a culture of European inspiration. In the Barovia of the classic setting, these were the original lands of the Zarovich, but they had been invaded and occupied by the Turks, who have a culture inspired by the Arabic Ottoman Empire, perhaps inspired by the conflicts of the historical figure of Vlad Deps in the borders of his territory. As I stated earlier, the map of New Barovia in the 5th edition is greatly reduced 
when compared to the classic setting, missing the city of Imol, which had an interesting connection with the domain of Bloodsburg, and all the territory and cities that belonged to the domain of Gundarak, annexed by war after the death of Duke Gundar. In Von Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, Duke Gundar is even mentioned in one of the suggested ideas adventures, in which the Nosferatu vampire rises from the ground after the fall of a megalith and becomes a rival to Count Strad. But no other mention of the domain of Gundarak can be found in the 5th edition books. The Dark Lord of Barovia is Count Strad von Zarovich, a powerful ancient vampire turned undead after a nefarious dark pact. Count Strad underwent a change in his looks in the 5th edition. In the classic Ravenloft adventure, and in the products that follow it, Strad's look emulated Bela Lugosi's classic Dracula outfit in the Universal movies and Christopher Lee in the Hammer films. For the adventure Curse of Strad, he gained a new characterization, for the first time abandoning his anachronistic Victorian clothes, for a version more consistent with the medieval nature of Barovia. Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft even made further changes to his appearance, which now features two braids in his hair, and a significantly more purple skin tone. Thanks to Curse of Strad Adventure, the vampire also gained stats of his own, a privilege that other Dark Lords did not receive in the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. He is a vampire with challenge rating 15, and has a few special abilities and lair actions, in addition to the ability to cast spells. In the classic setting, Count Strad von Zarovich received different stats over time, but his more powerful version had the powers of an ancient vampire, in addition to the benefits of having 4 levels as a warrior and 16 levels as a necromancer. Strad's personality continues to be that of a self-centered, cruel and manipulative individual, due to the sacrifice made in favor of his military conquests, he sees himself at a higher position, and believes that his actions are always justified, because he is the lamb, and nothing he desires should be deprived of his reach. His subjects exist only to serve him, but he misses the company of those he considers equals, even though in his eyes no one deserves such designation. Eternity bores him, and he is tormented by the constant reincarnations of Tatiana that escape his grasp, the sick love obsession for whom he has sacrificed everything and yet cannot obtain. The main points of the story of Count Strad von Zarovich were retained in the 5th edition, but with significant content cuts. The basics remain the same. After spending his youth in war, Strad conquered the lands of Barovia and installed himself as its ruler in Castle Ravenloft. There, he received into his court his younger and innocent brother Sergei, with all his life ahead of him to enjoy. His envy only got stronger when Sergei announced his marriage to Tatiana Fedorovna, a commoner who had piqued Strad's interest. In the young woman's eyes, 
he was just an uncle, an old man. To stop the effects of aging and get Tatiana for himself, he sealed a macabre pact, murdering his brother to become a vampire. Tatiana rejected him, however, and fearing the monster he had become, flung herself to death from the bench of Castle Ravenloft, preferring suicide over Strahd's company. This act brought the lands of Barovia into the demiplane of Dread, and Strahd's accursed reign of terror began. While the basics of the story are preserved in the 5th edition, some significant difference can be noted. Strahd is now a conqueror of foreign lands, not the hero who claimed his family ancestral home. His pact with the dark powers is now not something marked by mystery, being exactly known where and with whom his agreement was struck. As the Count entered the Amber Temple, where he accepted a pact with a mysterious evil entity whose imprisoned vestige was called Vampire. More than the changes, the absence in the history are what caused the greatest impact. Strahd's entire relationships with the Arkhanelov in Ahira, with whom he agreed to make a pact at the price of his soul to win the war, was omitted from his history, as well as his previous interactions with other Dark Lords, such as Lord Sof and Azalin Rex, and his attempts to escape the mists that eventually brought Mordant to the demiplane of Dread. Von Richten's guide to Ravenloft also brought new plot elements to Strahd and Barovia, introducing the priests of Ozibus and the inquisitors of Umists into Count Strahd's past. Ozibus was a mortal necromancer who, through collecting and manipulating the power of souls, managed to rise in power and attract many followers. He managed to forge a pact with a dark power and channeled some of its magic. His cultists and devotees shared part of his power and longed for immortality, being graced by Ozibos with such a blessing drew a mark on their foreheads, which also gave them the power to create and control undead. In the past, the activities of this evil cult came to the attention of Strad von Zarovich, who allied with Umad, an inquisitor who formed the Umist Inquisition to hunt down the priests of Ozibus. Together, they managed to reach Ozibus, was about to perform a ascension ritual to become a dark power. Ozibus was betrayed by his priests who discovered that they too will be part of the sacrifice that will fuel this essential ritual, and he was confronted by Strahd and his allies. Before having his physical form destroyed, Ozibus claimed that he would become a dark power, and cursed his priests and followers, so that their immortality, obtained by his blessings, would fail. After this victory, Strahd and Umad went on separate ways, but the priests of Ozibus continued their quest for true immortality. 
in contact with the dark power that Ozibus was previously connected with. They were given the mission to find a vessel for this entity that planned to take the appropriate body to invade and conquer the material world. This vessel should be a noble and mighty ruler, and the priest of Ozibus chose Strahd for this purpose. Subtly, they acted to corrupt Strahd, whispering hatred and resentment to the leader, and corrupting him with unholy knowledge. Strahd finally gave in to corruption, becoming a vessel of a dark vestige, but Ozibus made good on his promise of revenge. The necromancer had risen to become a dark power, and along with other entities, he took revenge on Strahd and his treacherous priests, dragging Barovia into the Shadowfell, and creating the first domain of dread. The priests of Ozibus continued to secretly serve the dark power that desired to conquer the world through Strahd, and work to one day free Strahd from its prison of mists. All mist inquisitors also survived such event, and embraced psionic powers, with which they delve into the minds of people in search of what they consider the seeds of evil, to extirpate them before they flourish. I confess that I'm not a big fan of these changes in Strahd's story. While the Curse of Strahd adventure is arguably one of the most successful adventures of the current edition, and has many merits, I believe that the reformulation of Strahd and Barovia were unnecessary for the adventure, which could very well have built on the top of what already existed previously to tell a very similar story. As for the changes presented in the Bran Richter's Guide to Ravenloft, through the figure of the priests of Ozibus and inquisitors of Umbists, I think there is a total abandonment of the original gothic horror theme of Barovia, in favor of an epic dark fantasy. Not only it tells of a mortal who rises to become one of the dark powers, in the case of Ozibus, but Strahd's downfall and corruption is attributed to the priests of Ozibus, and even the creation of the Demiplane of Dread and imprisonment of Barovia by the Mists became an act of Ozibus. In addition to find the whole story of Ozibus and his cultists uninspired and generic, they strip Strahd of part of his old agency in his downfall, weakening the villain and throwing a bright light on the setting mysteries about the Dark Powers. I know that many of those who follow this channel prefer the classic version of the setting, or adopt elements from both versions as they best fit their campaigns. Curse of Strahd was to many younger players the first introduction to the Ravenloft setting, and brings a new interpretation of the iconic Ravenloft adventure to a new generation. So, I will now make some ideas and suggestions on how to try to adapt Curse of Strahd to be played as part of the classic Ravenloft setting. In addition to disregarding the changes made to the story of Strahd, Madame Eva and Barovia, as already mentioned in the video, in my opinion, there are two ways to try to make the adventure compatible with the classic setting. The first 
would be to play the Curse of Strahd adventure in their domains past, in the year 528 of the Barovian calendar. This is the date that, in the classic Ravenloft, Strahd tried to conquer Irina Koliana, and a group of adventurers tried to stop his plans by invading Castle Ravenloft. This date was established in the first retelling of the original Ravenloft adventure, the module House of Strahd, released in 1993, which fixed the events of the original adventure within the setting timeline. In this proposal, in addition to the changes already suggested, the figure of the monster hunter Rudolf von Richten should be altered, since the character was not even born yet. But the map of Barovia and its isolation by the mists could be maintained, since there were still no other domains that accompanied it in the demiplane of Dread. In my campaign, long before Curse of Strahd Adventure was released, I DM the classic Ravenloft and the House of the Griffin Hill adventurers through the time travel. While DMing the adventure from the shadows, the fifth of the Grand Conjunction series, Azalin make the player characters to enter a time machine and return to the night of Sergei and Tatiana's wedding. I insert two more missions in the past for my players, one that brought my players into the past to play the original Ravenloft adventure and its sequel, House of the Griffon Hill. To adapt the Curse of Strahd adventure to the classic Ravenloft setting, in its latest timeline of 758 of the Barovian calendar, numerous changes needed to be made. First, Barovia would no longer be isolated by mists, and there are other domains that contact these lands. This change gives more verisimilitude to the setting, but it can be a problem if your players want to leave the main story in search of exploring other places. You can, however, made Barovia, although part of a larger world, has its border temporarily closed by the mists, since Strahd is already aware of the presence of a new incarnation of Tatiana in his domain, and does not want her to escape. Irina Koliana, the reincarnation of Tatiana, will also need to be replaced by Tara Koliana. This reincarnation of Tatiana was taken by her parents out of Barovia as a child, and became an anchorite of Ezra. The latest report about the character points out that she lives in Hazlan, but was feeling a supernatural calling of destiny to return to Barovia. The character Rudolf von Richten would also need to be replaced, given that on this date he had already disappeared or died in the events of the Bleak House box set. However, his presence could be replaced by Jennifer and Laurie Watermay Foxgrove, friends and apprentice of the old hunter, who continue his legacy. Another change I suggest making to the adventure will be the presence of the mage Mordenkainen as a possible ally to adventurers. Although I am a big fan of Greyhawk and Mordenkainen's character, I have always found his visit to Ravenloft somewhat a gratuitous and purposeless cameo, since he doesn't serve to expand Ravenloft's connection with other settings, or have any relevant role in the plot of the adventure. In his place, 
I believe the character who would have much more relevance to the plot would be Jander Sunstar, the elven vampire who was once Strahd's ally and enemy, and whom he has confronted in the past. Jander could serve the same purpose of Alucard in Castlevania, and helped confront Strahd, while also bringing an interesting debate to the table as to whether all vampires should be effectively destroyed. Another change I will make would be to the town of Kresk. I believe that the city of Kresk gains much more as a location that serves both as base of the Church of the Morning Lord and to introduce Jacqueline Montari and her bands of criminals, the Red Vado traders, that could serve as both enemies and occasional allies. I would also make changes regarding the Abbey of St. Markovia and the Abbot. Instead of adapting the story of Frantisek Markov in a reference, I would explore the origin of this Dark Lord in Barovia, and perhaps add some madmen wanting to follow in his footsteps or experiments. A classic character who could fill this role would be Emil Bollenbach, one of the maddest doctor and scientists in the lands of the mists, and who once had a history of being in service of Strahd. Maybe he settled in Valaki, where Frantisek Markov once lived, to create for Strahd a female golem that would serve as a replica or immortal vessel for Tatiana's soul. And during his stay, he could end up discovering Frantisek Markov's research in mongrel creation. The idea of an abbey or monastery did not be entirely abandoned, however. In the book Istrad, the Count hunts down his family's old enemy, Leo de Lisnia, who had attempted a coup to assassinate him on the day of Sergei's fateful wedding. Leo hid in a monastery for years, until he was found by Strad, who turned him into a vampire and entombed him in the monastery, to suffer in thirst and madness for eternity. Who knows? Maybe one of the allies for the players against Strahd could be Leo Dislisnia, a vampire as old as Strahd, but maddened by a desire for revenge. Speaking of enemies, the fiend Inahira should not be forgotten in an adaptation of this adventure. The Akanalov also became a prisoner of the mists at the end of the events of the Grand Conjunction, and now plans its revenge against Strahd. A creature so evil and so intrinsically linked to Strahd's history could play an essential role in defeating the vampire. In addition to knowing his history in depth, Inahira wants revenge and to finally obtain Strahd's soul. Perhaps it might be interested in getting revenge by obtaining Tatiana's soul before Strahd succeeds in his advances. The ideal place to find Inahira would be in the ruins where it first encountered Strahd, which, which I would use to replace the Umber Temple. Another point where information about Strahd best could be found in the adventure would be the Azalin's Tower, where the Lich took shelter in the past during his stay in Barovia, before becoming the Dark Lord of Darkon, and which may still hold dark secrets. This tower 
will be the perfect replacement for the Van Richtenstauer, as previously mentioned. Finally, to adjust Barovia to the current timeline, we will have to expand the domain map to accommodate the city of Imol, as well as the domain of Gundarak, annexed by Barovia after the Grand Conjunction. This expansion would open up three more cities and locations to explore. Imol is the city located in the extreme southeast of Barovia, nestled in a valley in the Balinox Mountains. The city is connected by the Warlock Road to the domain of Haslan and had strong trade with the region. Imol has the presence of immigrants from different regions, the Forfarians, immigrants from the wild lands of Forlorn, and the Tani, coming from the lost lands of Bloodspool. Forfarians are heavily influenced by Druid culture and are said to keep their practice secret. The Tani, on the other hand, are fugitives and descendants of a people enslaved by the Mind Flayers and keep the fact that they have psionic abilities in secret. The Burgomaster of Imo, Petre Theodorus, is obsessed with the history and legends of Barovia and keeps a vast library of ancient tombs at the keep of the Scarlet Cross. Perhaps these tombs might hold important clues about Strahd's past or where to find the artifacts needed to defeat him. Opening up the conquering lands of Gundarak for this adventure presents a myriad of possibilities. Separatists who want independence may wage a guerrilla war against Strahd's forces. Cultists on the demonic religion of Erling may become a dark presence and even may be trying to bring back from the dead Duke Gundar the former Dark Lord of Gundarak, to oppose the rule of Count Strahd. Delfeldorf lies south of Barovia, at the foot of the Balinox. The city grew around caves in the mountains, and after a history of barbarian attacks, it was fortified by Duke Gundar, and has numerous tunnels and secret paths dug into the mountain. The Twisted Spiral, a twisted gargoyle-studded tower, sits at the highest point in the city, and once housed a cabal of black magic practitioners in the service of Duke Kundar. The city is marked by the presence of the Church of Ezra in the Refugee of the Quiet Diligence, and also the Asylum of the Three Hundred Wounds, kept by the Priestesses of Hala. A more sinister presence has been noted in the region, as the ancient sect of Bauverzi assassins has resurfaced there under the command of Nico Modonesti, a Nosferatu vampire. Finally, Zeldenburg is the largest city in Barovia. The old capital of the domain of Gundarak grew around the fortress of Ashes and long resisted the Barovian forces during the conquest. Falling under Strahd's control, only after a mysterious hordes of rats invaded the city, bringing plague and destruction. Currently, the city is at risk of rebellions, and the outskirts of the city have been home to a group of bandits and rebels who have risen against Barovian control over Gundarak. The city is riddled with intrigue, and its burgomasters has a hard time dealing with the rebel movement and bandit attacks. 
Zalnevor is also the residence of Lisa von Zarovich, a noblewoman and Strad's cousin, who has her estates in the city. Though rarely seen in public, Lisa von Zarovich is a powerful vampire, who once tried to oppose her cousin Count Strad in an alliance with mind flayers of Blutspool, but as punishment for her attempted coup, she was poisoned by an elaborate alchemical compound created by the Vistani. Weakened, she now spends most of her time in Torpor, awakening only a few hours during the night. Both the Balvesi assassins, the Gundarakite rebels, and the vampire Lisa von Zarovich would be interesting elements to add to Curse of Strahd. On the other hand, to integrate elements of Curse of Strahd into the classic setting, I believe that some of the creations in this adventure are quite interesting and can be easily integrated. I really like the cannibalistic witches of the Bone Grinder Mule, and the story of Babali Zaga, and the possibility of Tatiana's spirit incarnating in bodies of different races and gender is intriguing. What do you think of the new version of Barovia of Curse of Strahd? and Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. Do you intend to use elements from which one of these versions in your narratives and games? I have been interested in creating an original adventure in Barovia, exploring these themes and characters from the classic setting, and possibly publish this material in the DM Guild. What do you think? Would you be interested in this type of material? Join us, subscribe to this channel, and turn on notifications, and in the next video, we will continue our exploration through the mists, as we sail towards Dominion, as prisoners on a vessel, and we continue our search for the whereabouts of Dr. Rudolf van Richten.